Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and today we have a very special solo episode because this is episode number 200. Uh, and I have been racking my brain to be like, what am I going to talk about? This has got to be some kind of mega episode. I've got to, I don't know, have some nostalgia with it. Or I've got to, I don't know. And so we're about five days before it's supposed to air and it still needs edited. And I'm finally like, okay, I'm just going to sit down and chat about what's on my mind. And I'm just going to start this off by talking a little bit about what the podcast was like episode one through maybe... 20 or 30, basically the the early days. <laughs> so this podcast started about three years ago, and I remember I was in the shower because that's where the best ideas come to you, right? And yeah, I was in the shower and I was thinking, man, if I ever started a podcast one day, it would be called Artist Stories. That's what I planned on calling it. <laughs> and I thought of this because I knew many artists who are older than me and much more experienced. And I remember talking to them on job sites and they would talk about, you know, the good old days and like back in the day when they would paint murals and it was so hard or this project that they were on that was so rewarding or so tough. And I remember just being glued to them every single time they would talk about anything art-related because, one, it made me feel better knowing that it was hard for someone else to do this, too. And I loved to just hear about the wins as well because if it was possible for them, then it was possible for me, too. And so I just had this idea, and I knew exactly who I would go to. I would go to some of the artists that I had worked with before. And so I had this idea, but... In the back of my head, I thought, no, I'd been listening to podcasts for about a year, and there are way too many out there, and it was way too late to start a podcast. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought, no, it's it's way too late for me to do this, or no, other people are doing it first? No, like you're, you just feel late to the game? I felt like that with podcasting. And it's so funny thinking it now because, I mean, even there's been so many podcasts that have started in the past year that are doing amazing because they have good topics and the whole bit. But it's never too late. So I just want to say that. But I'm so excited that I did start it when I did. And I'll say I, I pondered with it for, I honestly can't remember if it was a couple weeks or maybe a couple months that I just let it stew in my brain before I was like, okay. I'm just going to do it. I'm, I'm just going to start interviewing artists and seeing how it goes. And that's how it started out as I was interviewing people. Started out with artists that I knew and I expanded to artists that I knew on Instagram very, you know, lightly. And so are artists that I wanted to meet, artists that I admired that I specifically, I would love to have dinner with them and ask them all these crazy questions about how they built their art business, but that would be really nosy and weird. So I'm like, hey, I'll just invite them on a podcast where this is very normal to pick their brain about how exactly they're making money doing this painting thing or whatever craft they did. And yeah, so it started out with interviews. And then I remember, oh, it was maybe 20 episodes in. And I just decided to do a solo episode of, I remember it was like five things that I would do today if, as an artist if I needed to make money now. And I think things on that list included things like run a sale. So I would have all, all of my all of my artwork that was laying around. I would put a, a big discount on it or a big sale on prints and whatnot. 
Another one is I would I would take a flyer around and I would go to people and I would knock on windows. Another one I would do some some window painting and like all of that. And I remember I put that episode out and I got so much feedback from it, way more than the interviews. And I was like, okay. This is different. So I did a couple more solo episodes here and there, but I called them bonus episodes because I was so stuck in my head that this was an artist stories podcast, even though I called it Artist Academy podcast. It's funny how things change because fast forward to today, I am now <laughs> I through through looking at the downloads and looking at, you know, what you have responded to and all of the things. And I've noticed that solo episodes are on the top of those lists. And so now I do one one episode and then I do a solo episode and then I just trade back and forth. And that's how the podcast is now. And also just to go back really quick to, I used to, <laughs> I used to do interviews with artists in our Artist Academy Facebook group, which is still up and going and in there. I just don't do interviews in there anymore. I do them on Instagram now, but I did them in the Facebook group and I did them every Tuesday and I would just do one every Tuesday and that was it. And then it would come out the next Tuesday. So I would interview, say today was Tuesday, and then it would come out next Tuesday. And I did that because the only person that I knew who was interviewing artists the way I wanted to do was Dion Woods. And she had a membership group just like I did. And I was like, well, if she's doing it like this, she called it Art Talk Tuesday or something like that. And so I was like, well, I'm going to call it something similar. To that. I can't remember what I called it. It was similar, but slightly different from hers, but like very much like hers. And Things like that just reminded me that how in the beginning we see people doing the thing we want to do and we think, well, they have it all figured out. So I'm just going to basically copy them because if they're doing something right, you know, then if I do something similar, then I'll be on the same track, right? And it took me a while to realize that I could do interviews on Mondays or I could do them whenever I wanted. And I didn't have to have the podcast come out on Tuesday. And actually, it didn't really make sense to me to have a podcast come out on Tuesday. I feel like Monday. Monday is the start of the week for most artists, and I want to help inspire them. So now it comes out every Monday. <laughs> and there are also so many things that I don't do with the podcast that are somewhat in the back of my mind. But also, I realize that I'm only stretched so far. So things like show notes, you know, taking a transcript and putting it into each podcast episode, and maybe even having like a full landing page per episode that I can send people to, you know, with something to download and, you know, just all of the things that I think would help SEO and help all that. I've just had to, okay, hold on, wait a second. I'm just going to put out out one episode every single week for almost three years now, <laughs> which is crazy. And that's all I can do. You know, like there, there's only so much so far I can stretch myself because I'm not just a podcast host, right? And I think if you want to relate that back to your business as well, you know, what's something that you can do to where if you do it every week, it's good enough and you're you're showing up and you're doing the thing and you're having slow growth and that's okay. And that's what I think about with this podcast because there are some weeks where I don't even mention it on Instagram or Facebook or anything because I'm so busy and I'm like, ah, I should have done that. But And then there are some weeks where I, I mention the podcast episode several times in my Instagram story and, and I put it, you know, 
in the Facebook group and and it gets shouted, but then others don't. And there's no real rhyme or reason behind that. Not one episode is necessarily better than the other. It's just whenever I have time to do that. And I so I say this because we were in our virtual meetup recently in the Artist Academy. So every other week we have a virtual meetup to where we all chat and it's on Facebook Messenger inside of our group. And we, we had about 10 people or 12 on this last one. And people will just kind of ask questions and we help answer them and help to get some some motivation for the week. And we had one member, Julie, shout out to Julie. And she was on there and she's like, hey, I've never been on one of these before, but I have a bunch of questions. And so she just started asking her questions. And I could just tell she was very overwhelmed because she just felt like, you know, she's like, I just, I, I don't understand. I have to show up and I have to paint all day. And then I have to post something and I have to create a reel and I have to have all all of these different video angles. And, and then I got to do this and I, I have to do uh, like, and she was just very overwhelmed. And then she even mentioned NFTs too. And it's just like, hold on. Sometimes just showing up and painting that day, taking a quick photo at the end of the day, posting it, saying what you've done for the day, saying, I painted stars in a bedroom today, and posting the photo and calling it good. Sometimes that's all you need. (laughs) And if you're feeling overwhelmed, you know, like I can easily feel overwhelmed having juggling the podcast and the academy and murals and commissions and all the things, I just shift it back and think, okay, what is the minimum amount that I need to do that's still progress and that's good quality and it's the main thing I need to do, but it doesn't stretch me too far. And with the podcast, it is put out one episode, at least one episode, every single week. That way, the people who are subscribed at least can can listen to it and maybe they will help me. I mean, maybe you will help me do some promoting. If you really like it, you'll share it and share it with another artist. I don't know. But sometimes just, you know, just showing up, painting for the day, or if, and if you want to go one step further, instead of doing just one photo. So I think photo is like level one, right, of promotion. And that's totally fine to be right there. Set your phone on a tripod, take a photo with what you've done today, even if it's not finished, and post it and say, this is what I did today. I think level two is taking your phone, putting it on that tripod, and just pressing that time-lapse button to where it's taking a time-lapse video of you painting the entire time you're painting. Guess what? When you're doing that, also, you can then screenshot a photo from that time-lapse. That's what I do all the time. I'll just set up my phone on a time-lapse just to show what I'm doing, and then I'll, I'll post that to my store or I'll post that to you on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, wherever. And then I'll just put a quick caption of what I'm doing. There's no big, long caption. I, you know, I'm not taking multiple videos to then edit them together and make it amazing. Some days you're busy, you're under deadline, and that's good enough. And I think doing a time lapse, though, I think if you can do that, I mean, that I think that's level two. So, but very simple, right? It doesn't need to be harder. We don't need to make it this big production every time. Keep it simple. And by doing that, that's how we have now hit the 100,000 download milestone. And I'm so excited about it. Although I thought that we were going to hit this way sooner. (laughs) If you would have told me in the beginning that it would take three years to hit 100,000 downloads, I'd been like, I don't know about this. And don't don't get me wrong. I'm very appreciative of (laughs) that, that amount. But I had thought that it would be here a lot faster, but by doing the minimum and showing up, you know, we've finally gotten here and it's progress over perfection. Lately, 
as we've been going through these winter months, which is I choose to have these as a slower month and I choose to really hustle in the summer and then relax more in the winter. I don't know. I just really like staying inside where it's warm and just relaxing after a really long year of making a lot of money. And so lately... I had shared that really calming down was kind of hard for me, and I'm always kind of worried, like, oh my gosh, like, should should I be relaxing? Like, and but now I have been in that calm mode for so long, a couple months now, and it's hard for me to kind of get back to that hustle mode. And so it's really got me thinking of like, okay, where do I want to be? Because we can we can be in the calm mode, and we we can be in the hustle and make a lot of money, or we can be somewhere in between. Like, but it's so impossible to find that balance. But what? Where do I want to be? Because by now, I figured out that if you want something in life, you can manifest it and work hard for it, and you'll get it. Like, 100%, whatever it is, it will come. So I'm like, okay, stepping back, what do I want? Like, what actually makes me happy with life? And so I'd love to challenge you to think that as well. And let's dig a little bit deeper on this because in the past I've shared that freedom is my number one thing. And I think that's pretty common for a lot of people, right? You want freedom to work and play whenever you want to make your own decisions. But if you really, if I really dial that back down, what does that mean exactly? Like if I were to get up during the day and do something exactly, what would that be? And so I challenge you to think that too. What makes you happy? And then exactly like What's an action item that you could do every day? And one thing for me is not setting the alarm clock every day. And that sounds crazy, right? Because you're like, you got to get up and go to work, right? But do I? (laughs) Do I? I've really been thinking about this. So for me, not setting the alarm clock means that I wake up naturally at about 8.30 or 9 o'clock every day. And I really thought like, okay, what if, what if I get to the job site at 10 a.m. every day or 11 and say I work like a solid, really hard, like five to six hours rather than being there for eight hours a day, getting tired, you know, procrastinating, taking a long lunch. What if I get there a little later, work really hard, bring a snack with me, you know, and just really get into it and then leave around five or six or seven and then call it a night after that. So I've been testing that out and it is amazing. Not having to get up and rush around. I get to lay in bed for a second, cuddle with my cat, (laughs) and just hang out. And that, something like that makes me so happy because it doesn't just make me happy in the moment. It also makes me happy the night before knowing that I didn't tell someone that I was going to be there at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. Because guess what? It's my art business and they don't actually give a shit when I get there. All they care about is that the job gets done. Truthfully, nobody is judging. And I thought that for a long time because I had a couple jobs where I would show up at 10 and like a couple people had said something, mostly like my family or friends, like it must be nice. Like, and, but it's the person at the job doesn't know. They don't know if I do emails in the morning. They don't know if I get up and work out. I don't, but they don't know and they don't care. They don't need to know. So that's what I've been doing lately is not setting the alarm really early. I typically go to bed at about midnight and that just makes me really happy. Also on Mondays, this is what I've started doing. I don't schedule anything on Mondays until like noon. Yeah. So I get to, after a long weekend, 
I get to just lay around <laughs> and not start. I can all make myself breakfast on Mondays. And it actually makes me almost like viciously happy knowing that a lot of the world has to get up on Monday and they hate it. And I'm just like, nope, I get to chill out. <laughs> I get to, because I've worked hard to make this life mine and I've taken some risks in that, you know, not having that steady job and to, to get to this point. And now I am just, I'm taking advantage of it. And I think it, that's deserved. So, you know, for whatever, whatever stage you're in, what is the thing? Like, what is that one thing where you're like, this is what I want that maybe society doesn't think is that great? You know, some of you are night painters. Some of you are really early in the morning. Like, it, what, what's that one thing for you? And if you haven't already interacted with that, maybe it's time for that. And then on the opposite side of that, I've asked myself, okay, what about this job do I really not like? You know, what what stresses me out? What What's the thing that just doesn't make me that happy? And just to make it very specific, I mean, there's always going to be things. There's always going to be like a difficult customer every once in a while or a job that really stresses you, especially in the beginning, okay? Very, very normal to feel stressed out in the beginning, but it gets better. But now, now that I'm in this phase of everything's pretty chill, like it's, I mean, not a lot of things stress me out, but one thing that does is overworking. And specifically what that is, so this summer I went to the chiropractor multiple times and just to be like, okay, I need to get my back. Uh, so I have scoliosis. My back is shaped like a very, like like an S basically, but not, I mean, it's not like crazy drastic, but I still, I feel the pain pretty much every day. Not every day, all day, but every day I'm like kind of throwing my shoulder back because it kind of, you know, you can just feel it. And I've realized that if I don't overwork myself, then I don't need to go to the chiropractor. And just having rest is actually the cure that my body needs. <laughs> Weird, right? So figuring that out and being like, okay, I am going to split up my time with murals and canvas art and now implementing this NFT thing so I can spend more time on the computer and like that that's what I like to do. And so I'm adding different revenue streams in order to not be on a ladder all day every day because it really hurts my back. So that's another thing to where I'm really working to try to learn more about this NFT thing to diversify in order to lean on that a little bit. I'm always going to do murals, always going to do every other thing, but I just don't want to do the backbreaking work, the hustling work all the time. So for you, is so just putting this back on you, what is the one thing that really stresses you out? And hopefully it's, you know, it's something that you can get over and through time it will get a lot easier. But is there one thing? Maybe it's working at night. Maybe you're making yourself stay up till midnight doing sketches because you haven't, you know, scheduled that time in your week to do that. And so you're overworking yourself in that way. Maybe you're overworking your brain because you're painting five days a week, sometimes six, right? I've been there. And then you still have to get sketches done and you're like, wait, when can I do this? And you just, you feel over, maybe, maybe it's something like that, just scaling back a day, like to where nowadays, as most of you know, Mondays are my office days. So my Artist Academy days where I'll sit down and do podcasts or sit down and interviews, to do for the virtual meetups, chat with students, and just do any kind of office work. So I'll also do a lot of my sketches on that day. And maybe, maybe it's time for you to do that. Maybe you can take one day a week or maybe just a half day for the week and be like, okay, in the morning on Monday, this is when I'm going to do this. Or only schedule yourself to paint until noon on Monday and then the rest of the day are sketches. I don't know. Whatever works for you. 
And while we're on the subject of hustling, <laughs> and I was taking notes before this episode, I'm like, what am I going to talk about? I'm like, okay, really stretching myself, like, okay, through 200 episodes of interviewing people and also doing the academy for the past three years, like, what is something that I've noticed? Maybe like a broad term that I could share that would maybe help you not be so overwhelmed or feel like you're, you know, this is the place for you. I just, I want to help ease your mind in some way. And I was thinking, you know, I, when artists come into the academy and, or when I'm interviewing them or just any artists that I meet, they're typically in a certain phase of their art business. And I can pretty much pick it out immediately now. <laughs> so, I mean, tip number one, when I first meet someone, an artist, I can tell if they're going to make it by the amount of effort they're putting in. Just to be completely frank, if you put in a lot of effort, if you paint every day, if you're doing the things, you're going to get that stroke of luck and it's going to happen for you one day. Don't know when that is, but it's going to happen. But so anyway, I digress a little bit on that. But so I've broken it down into four different phrases or phases of the artist's journey, and I have completely made this up. I have done a little bit of research to find out if there's something out there and not really, so I've just completely made up these <laughs> this term, but I figured out that phase one, I'm going to call it the scaredy cat phase because when an artist comes into the academy or I meet them or I talk to them in person, they are scared to death. Like, or if they come out to a mural site, everybody is so scared to pick up a paintbrush. Like, no, no, no. I would like to just maybe watch you. That way, I'm like, no, no. Put I put a paintbrush in their hand and we just start going and they're so timid and it's so cute. Because <laughs> I remember that. I remember being so scared as a naturally shy person. I get it. Okay. But they're in that, you're in that scaredy cat phase. So I just want to maybe calm somebody if you're listening to this and you're in phase one and because you, you just feel scared of everything, maybe you hear me talking about being an artist and you're like, yeah, she did it, but like she got in at the right time. It's too late for me. Or you, you make up all these excuses as to why, you know, you know, maybe, maybe your city is overly saturated with artists and you're like, nope, I can't make it. I can't stand out enough. Like you make up all these excuses because you're scared. You're scared and being scared keeps you from taking action. And like I said, the artist who takes the most action, you're going to get that luck and it's going to work out for you. But typically, I figured out that in the, the phase one, it's people will get so in their head about why they can't do something that they'll try a little bit or they won't try at all or they won't see results right away. So they'll stop or they'll pivot really quickly because posting on social media isn't working after three weeks or whatever. Like, And it's like, no, like just keep doing the things and just show up and do the the bare minimum, okay? So paint every day, post about it, take that photo and do that small caption and there you go. And then maybe go up a phase. And I've noticed too, so that's phase one. Phase two is typically the hustler phase. So after putting in so much effort, I've realized that, you know, after that, a bit of luck will come and it typically comes slowly. And then it'll just be like, okay, you know, people are getting busier and maybe you're booked out for a couple of weeks and you're like, how do I take on all this? Oh my gosh, this is so much. And I see that and I'm like, okay, like I'm booking people out right now a few months. And so I just like, I want to tell them it's okay. Like people will wait. Like if you have a lot of different things on your plate, that's a good thing. That's why you've been hustling for a while. That's it's, it's a good thing, but it's also okay to be very overwhelmed in this hustler phase. 
in this phase, artists will typically take on everything as well. They'll be like, yes, I can do lettering. What I, I have no idea how to do lettering, but yes, <laughs> I will try, you know, pet portraits. You'll try, maybe you'll try, you know, a logo. You'll try this and that. You're like, yes, sign me up. I'm still a little scared, but you're in the hustler phase because you started to see the money that can come specifically from murals. Murals are the big money maker. Say you're doing canvases, say you're doing whatever. You started to see the money that you're able to make and which is more often than not, way more than your whatever hourly job you just left, right? Making, I don't know, what, $10, $15 an hour at the most. Now you're an artist and you can charge for your time and you're getting paid to create and you're making better money doing something that you like. And you're like, well, this is way better than my other job. So, and I I love creating and I I want to build and I, I'm finally seeing the long game of like, okay, if I, if I just work, then one day I can charge $100 an hour like Andrea does and whatever. And so you're seeing it and you're getting those little wins and you're in this hustler phase where you never say no, right? And then you burn out a little bit or you get spoiled. <laughs> that is phase three. And that's sort of what I'm in. <laughs> so you're in this phase three of an artist is the spoiled phase. And <laughs> it's where when I was in the hustler phase, I would go out when it was 40 degrees and do a window painting and be like, yes, please. I want to make that $50 an hour. I will do anything. Yes. Thank you. And nowadays, I charge more than that, but I st- I will not go out if it's 40 degrees or less or even around there. I'm like, no, no, it's got to be 55 maybe now. The sun particularly needs to be shining. And, and yeah, you're just a little bit more picky. I'm also pickier about what kind of jobs I take on if I maybe I've prioritized are they more fun you know the more higher paying jobs like it's you get a little spoiled in this phase but I also see which I am trying to mentally keep myself from doing is artists in this phase can become a little stuck up okay so not to call anybody out that maybe could be listening to this but this I'm just putting it out there for any artist that's wanting to grow their business if you get in this spoiled phase do not go in the stuck up phase and I think it's rare that we look down on other artists I don't think that's a thing you know because we all see that we've been there and done that but and it's just you know it's all ours like it's a matter of time but this artists get in this spoiled phase where I've talked to a couple artists and they're like I won't even talk to people who are price shopping. And I tell them that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, it's just, I feel like they lose a little bit of, I don't know, gratefulness, <laughs> like, or gratitude, I guess is the better word for it. But so I'm just subconsciously being like, okay, this is what I've worked for. I am very appreciative of it. And now I'm more putting that towards helping other artists, you know, hiring them on locally and or giving out some stuff. But, and then phase four, because I think once you're in the spoiled phase for a while, it can get a little boring, I will say. So, because if you do something every day for all the time and there's not anything challenging coming up you're like okay like what what's the next new thing what's the next fun thing what's another way I can make money and I call this phase the pivoting phase because it's you know it's the area where you start to 
diversify, where your mind is freed up because you're not scared anymore. You're kind of out of that hustler phase. You're feeling a little spoiled. And now you're like, okay, where can my brain be put to good use? And how can I add even more money and revenue streams into my business? And if you're there, I would love to invite you specifically to come in our master's program. I have just started the Artist Academy master's program. I've been talking about it for a while on the podcast of what I was going to do next. And this program is something that he said, it's been in the works for a while, but I wasn't even sure how to go about it. And I've just been dragging my feet through it because I was like, okay, it's time for me to pivot a little bit. I was oh, I was looking for that next new thing. NFTs came up and I'm like, well, this is it. <laughs> and I, w- I was looking for that next like new level. And also people in the Artist Academy were asking me for it. They're like, I need more time. You know, I, w- I want higher level stuff. You know, I want to be around people with even bigger ambitions, you know, that, it, that stuff like that is contagious. And like, so I put together the Academy master's program and we have two mastermind calls every month and so like in the regular artist academy we have two virtual meetups I'm just making these names up by the way we're all just making it up so we have two virtual meetups where we talk online and then so in the master's program we basically have one every single week so every single week you have a chance to come in in the master's program, you get everything that you get in the Arts Academy Advanced, plus more advanced content like NFTs. As I've been figuring it out and going through this NFT process and making money from it, which is amazing, like it just blows my mind. I've been recording exactly how I'm doing it every single step of the way. And let me tell you, some of the videos of people who have taught me things and things that I've learned, it's just it's mind-blowing, the small little tips that can make such a huge difference. And a lot of these things, I physically have to show you. I'm like, okay, you go into Coinbase and you do, or you go into you know, all the things. And so that's why I've made videos on it on showing you exactly how to do it. And so if you would like to join us in the Arts Academy Master's Program, I would absolutely love to have you because this is a more up-level group of people who are either ready to diversify Maybe you're you're in that hustler stage and you're like, I want more, or you're in the spoiled stage and you're like, okay, what else is there? You know, or maybe you're still in the scaredy cat phase of you're like, I just I need to talk to Andrea one-on-one and I need you to hold me accountable and I need more. And so and what so whatever level you're in, we've made that to where you get either more attention, more content, or whatnot in the master's group. And yeah, so that's another way how I'm sort of pivoting and adding more to my plate and while also doing all the other stuff. But I'm promoting this for the 10% of the listeners here who you know you need more because 90% of the people listening right now, you you just need the small tips and the motivation and you'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm up and going. I got it. But if you're that 10% of people who need that extra attention, I want to invite you to go to artistacademy.co and just apply. And then at the end, you'll be prompted if you want to join the advanced group or you want to join the master's group. And right now the advanced group is $32 and the master's group is only $15 more than that right now. That will not last forever. I'd say in about a few months from now, once I have everything put into the master's group, all of the hiring, all of the licensing, all of the influencer stuff, all the packet on all of the NFT stuff. I've got most of the most of the NFT stuff in there and then about 50% of the hiring package in there. And as I'm growing it, 
I'm going to keep it at an only a $15 upsell, but it will not say that for long. So once I have all of the master's level stuff in there, it's going to raise. But yeah, if you would like to go to artistacademy.co and apply, you can choose between the advanced or the master's group and start building your art business even further. I would love to help you out. Okay, that is about all I have for today. I hope you've gotten a little bit from this. And the, although the main thing is just start simple. Start doing the simple thing. And once you got that figured out, once you're not a scaredy cat anymore about it, like we all are, then move to the next thing. You know, maybe then try reels and, you know, promote your your business that way and just build and build, but just take it slow. Like some, it's a lot of the simple things compounding. You know, me showing up and putting out a podcast episode every single week <laughs> has now gained to 100,000 downloads, which is nuts. It took three years to get here, like I said. I'm, I'm a little shady about it, but okay, that's it. Hope you have a great rest of your week, and I will see you next week for our artist interview. <laughs>